Good, please adopt an upright posture. Um, let us practice for a moment the paradox of being both upright and relaxed. This is not something one can straightforward uh, do in a straightforward manner. It's evident that we need some muscles to be able to sit upright at the same time Within the crucible of this instruction, it is possible to learn a lot about oneself, about one's effort or lack thereof, about one's trust in alignment, about sensitivity and finding one's midline. There is much that can be learned in that simple instruction to be both upright suggesting a state of wakefulness to the mind by adopting an, an erect and upright bodily posture, and at the same time to make sure that one's effort to do so is minimal, and that we're trying to economize on anything unnecessary, any unnecessary striving, straining, efforting, holding particularly, Once you begin to connect with that posture, there is a buoyancy coming about. There is something of a delight to be in the midst of things and upright. So take a moment to ascertain top and bottom, lengthen your spine. Sink your sit bones into your sitting contraption. Feel the three key areas. Small of the back, L5-S1. Then the thoracial part of your vertebrae opening out. And finally, looking for the fulcrum of your head by gently moving your chin forward, backward, looking for that place where the head has the least amount of weight, where the muscles in the neck and the muscles in the throat are of similar tone. And once you have this, you relax into this posture. You really allow the cushion and the floor beneath you to do the work of holding, of carrying, of supporting, while your job is alignment and a caring breath that reaches into the recesses of your body. With how much of yourself Right now, can you be present? How much of you is allowed to be here? So take a moment to feel into this.
And then I suggest you shift to a soft, focused, welcoming type of attention in the middle of your chest. And I would like to take you through a guided metta exercise. Sensing that chest widen and soften under your gentle, welcoming, a kind of a tender attention. Not a clinical attention, not a neutral attention, not a mistrustful attention. A tender attention. Something we bestow rather than survey or control or observe, a kind of a bestowing, bestowing a warm attentional focus to the middle of your chest, feeling your chest rise and fall as the breath comes in and out, feeling the widening, the space element in the body, extending, collapsing, extending. Is this something enjoyable in this, see? Even mildly enjoyable. A sense of dexterity, sense of space, sense of aliveness maybe. And in that space, I'd like to suggest that you call to mind the image of a loved one, somebody whom you have loved or whom you love. I dearly wish that this loved one is with you still and is in best of health and close in your life. But to be true, uh, truthful for our exercise, this is not really needed. And while I very much wish this, this loved one has loved you back as much as you have loved them, again, that also is not really the important point. The important point is that you have been loving, that this being touched you in a way that you found yourself in a loving response. If your mind is commenting upon the kitschiness of this or the difficulty or that you simply don't do emotion or any such comment, I suggest you bracket it, put it in scare quotes and simply disbelieve this and try again. Let us call to mind in front of our inner eye the image, the face of a loved being. If you find no human beings you have ever loved, then think of your dog or something that evokes tenderness and affection in you. Seek this being's face. Seek to let his or her features become clear. Try to find its gaze, so that their gaze meets yours. 
And without hesitation or shame, allow your feelings to be felt in your body. Consider, recall, bring to mind what this being has evoked in you. Tenderness, affection, love, gratitude. The richness of you may be for the first time experiencing yourself in the strength of your own love. And without hesitation, allow yourself to feel this in the body. Feel the warmth, feel the dilation, feel the upwelling of being in the gaze of somebody whom you dearly love and who allows you to feel the richness, the depth, the gratitude of sensing your own capacity to love. Maybe this person has seen things in you that you have not yet seen. Maybe it is the help of being seen in such a way that has made it possible for you to grow into what this person has already seen and you haven't. Take a moment to meet their eyes, to rest your gaze on their features, the familiarity of a face, and sense your own depth, your own strength. We're not weak when we're in love. Evoke for yourself what you have learned with this being. That something that you have experienced with this person has carried on to all the other beings in your life that have received your love. That you have grown into a greater maturity, to a greater depth. That the experience of love has made you shed superficiality and distraction. You've connected with something that truly counts. Suddenly, it's clear what matters. When we care, we're clear in our priorities. Once more rest your gaze on your beloved's features. Allow yourself to be touched without shame, without hesitation, without embarrassment. The affection, the tenderness, the care. The simple and unconditional wish for this being to be well to be safe, to be fulfilled. To have its wishes come true. Just acknowledge this, how loving 
you connect to your own goodness. And then let us try to change that image of your loved one and replace this image with an image of yourself. There evoking an image of yourself in the space of your heart and continue looking upon your own face, seeking your own gaze, letting your eyes rest upon your own features and Touch yourself affectionately, lovingly, caringly, with the same wish for health and safety, for well-being and contentment, for success and fulfillment. (coughs) Try to address yourself with your own name and acknowledge that you are your, uh, your first relationship. That the smallest unit of experience is not one, but two. It is me in relationship to, if nobody else is there, I'm in relationship to myself, to my own experience. If you find embarrassment arise, or the mind balking, or the visuals of your own image not coalescing, simply continue trying. Gently, humbly invoke an image of yourself in the space of your heart, and turn to this image affectionately, seeking its gaze, seeking its features, and extending, suffusing this being with affection, with care, with tenderness. Notice that you don't need to qualify for this. You don't need to be a good meditator. You don't need to be successful. There is no demand that you be more pure or more rich or more clever or have 10 kilos less or you are loved affectionately exactly as you are. This is not something you need to earn. This is something you truly deserve. Take a moment to gently touch yourself in this. Respectfully, fondly, affectionately. A kind of deep, resonant yes. arriving within yourself. 
being born within yourself, welcoming you in a loving, in a caring, in a welcoming gaze. And promise this being that you're never gonna let it down. However bad it performs according to your standards, however much it watches up, however neurotic it may behave, you're not gonna let this one down. You will not be swayed by its unenlightened performance that it is not beautiful, you will not be swayed from whatever happens to it, that it is not worthy of being cared for. You promise yourself that you will not let this being down, just not. There is no condition attached. This is not earned. This is not about barter. This is not about performance. This one you're not gonna lose. Feel the breathing reach into your heart area, feel the softening, feel the tenderness, and then let us call to mind beings that are here right now with us. Beings that move through our mind space because we see them, we may not know their names, or we may share a vegetable job with them, or a washing up station. We may witness their size. We may become part in some way we know of their worlds because we move in the same spaces. We share energy energies and situations, rhythms food. So I'd like to allow people to appear in your heart space and wish you to slightly bow to these beings, respectfully, caringly. No deals, you don't have to be small. You're not saying that they have never gotten on your nerves or by their noisy trousers or their eccentric sneezes or 
their sitting constructions or this is not about getting even you're just turning to them and you do what you can only do with the gifts of your heart you you give them away unconditionally caringly without being small you're not a petitioner You're, you're big and strong in your generosity of heart. So, in front and behind, to the left, to the right, whoever appears in your mind right now, invite them into the space of your heart and let them be touched by the light, the golden flow coming from the center of your heart. respectfully offering your goodness, your unconditional care and wish for well-being. Gradually suffusing this whole hole here. And then you call it to mind your parents. May they be well and alive and in best of health, but you allow yourself to also recall them if they're no longer with you. Allow their faces to emerge in front of your mind's eye. And again, this is not the moment where you take stock of their pedagogical skills and uh, but you acknowledge that these two people are the gates through which you have entered this world that you have learned a lot with them from them through them You may have grown up with them as I wish you have. You will know that you have been a large part of their lives. They have worried about you. They have hopes for you. They've cared for you many, many ways. Even if you may think they could have done a better job you still acknowledge that you owe these people much. You owe them your life. And you want to acknowledge this.
I'd like to invite you now to invite into the space of your heart whoever is closest to you, your partners and kids, friends, whoever is dear and close, with whom it is easy to connect. Allow yourself to be touched by the presence of these beings. Allow them to become clear and emerge in the space of your heart and offer them the gifts of your gentleness, of your tenderness, of your affection, your care. A love that does not demand being loved back. A love that doesn't want to do anything else but allow and let be. Don't be hesitant to acknowledge their preciousness if you meet their gaze, the tenderness they evoke in you, the depth, the richness, the affection. It is likely that people that close and that powerfully evocative also evoke some pain. You may have conflicts, there may have been ruptures, there may be misunderstandings, or the simple pain whenever we are very close. Our own narrowness and our own scars are most poignantly evident. It is in the intimacy with others that we feel our own incompleteness and our own wounds, maybe most poignantly. So let us, if we feel that, not be swayed, that our love may be tinged with some pain and regret, some fears and some scars, that it is not, it is love nevertheless. We're saying yes, even to the messy bit. If you suspect your love to be tinged by desire, this is not a reason not to love. Do not wait till you stop desiring before you can love. It's better to love with desire than not to love. And hope that you can first get clean and then get loving. This is not how it works. So let us open our heart even for our own bits we may feel uneasy about, or we may have some regrets, or we become conscious that we may have caused pain. All this does not stop us from loving. We learn about ourselves by being in relation to others. That's what humans do. We become humans in the company of other human beings. It takes humans to make a human. 
So allow yourself by to be touched by the people dear, precious, the people who may occupy your mind anyway when you sit here. The people you talk with in your mind. The people whom you think of when you go through your day, when you wake up in the morning, when you fall asleep at night. There is no shame attached to being close, to being bonded, to feel connected, to care in a deep way to care. So let us share the gifts of our heart generously Noting that the flame of our candle does not diminish if we light other candles with it. That we do not become poor by being generous. Let us come back once more to our first beloved being, evoke his or her image. <coughs> In front of our inner eye, let that image become clear, luminous, lifelike. And let us allow ourselves to be filled with affection, gratitude, tenderness, a deep and touching love that echoes through all our relationships. <coughs> Let us rest for a moment in the gaze of this being. Feel what that does to you. Resonate. Acknowledge your own depth and strength, your capacity to care, your capacity to give, and your capacity to receive. To feel that neither in giving nor in receiving we become small. that we are not in debt and that we are not diminished by receiving.
Now let's call to mind people whom we are feeling neutral towards people who, whose lives we may not know, who somehow populate our everyday life, whom we wouldn't call our friends. And yet, who we recognize that they sometimes feel well and sometimes not, whose story we don't know, and see whether we can evoke one or two or three of these beings and approach them gently offered them the goodness of our benevolence, offered them our well-wishing, offered them our kindness, let them know we care. Wherever these people may be, maybe it's somebody here on retreat, maybe it's people from our work life, Whoever crosses your mind right now in this category, allow yourself to extend some of the gifts of your heart to these people. Go up to them, respectfully approach and offer them <coughs> your caring, your affectionate well-wishing. Take a moment to deepen into this. Feeling your chest wide and soft. Feeling the inner part of your being tender, permeable. Feeling both the strength and the delicacy of your being when touching others, inviting others, approaching others. Again, not as a petitioner, But uh, as a being on eye level, meeting other beings on eye level. Let us return to our own heart, sensing the breath, 
the tenderness in our chest, the fluidity, the widening, the warmth, whatever you have to feel in your area, in your heart area, you are willingly receiving, even if it differs from what I speak about, you're meeting what your heart feels with respect. And then let us invite somebody whom we think holds a grudge against us or harbors ill feelings about us or, with, or somebody whom we're in conflict with, somebody whom we find a difficult person. Let us see whether it is possible that we can acknowledge the humanity of this being. Whatever may have happened between him or her and myself, let us acknowledge the humanity of this person. This person too, like myself, is afraid of pain, fears invalidation, misfortune, fears ill health, has suffered losses like I have, has been disappointed, betrayed, rejected, abandoned, like we all in some way have, some more, some less. But even the most privileged life is laced with these experiences. And the being we have just evoked in our, in front of our inner eye shares these dimensions of experience like, like we shared in. And in the susceptibility to loss and pain and slight, we resemble each other. If one looked at both of us from a distance, we would probably find a lot more similarities than differences. In fact, on so many more counts, we are alike this person than we are different from this person. We're breathing the same air, we're sharing the same time, it is very likely that we have shared the same social settings and spheres. See whether it is possible to extend on the basis of a shared humanity my wish for the well-being of this other person Just a gentle extending to the humanity in the other, beneath the conflict, beneath what stands be between us, touching, reaching out behind that conflict.
acknowledging that this person's wishes are probably very similar to ours. They may manifest the looking after the needs or coping with their fears in very different ways than we do. We may find that, find that offensive or unforgivable or bad taste or downright mean, whatever. But underneath all this, what we reproach, what we feel hurt by, we recognize somebody who's trying to meet his needs, her needs, whose unfortunate expressions are just tragic attempts to be safe, be happy, find contentment. And whether on that base I can somehow grow over my shadow, reach out to this being and touch him or touch her in their humanity, irrespective of what stands between us. If this person has turned up in the list above, maybe this is the moment to say sorry. Maybe this is the moment to say, I recognize you, despite what stands in between us, despite what has happened. Try. Don't force, but allow your heart to soften, to touch, and be courageous. Take a moment and see whether it is possible to share some of the gifts of your heart with even that person recognizing a part of yourself in that person. Acknowledging that that person is not really dejected. Is not really beyond redemption. Is in many ways resembling you in what other people have experienced of you. So gently breathe into your heart space and reach out. Reverberate with the tenderness and the pain that may be there. gradually return to your own chest, your own heart, the tingling, the aliveness, and the sort of glowing gratitude at your own capacity to love, to care, to reach out. The richness of your heart its depth, its capacity to practice the wound of love.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.